Just Start Real Estate, episode number 195. You know, if you have a long-term vision of success and you buy right and you get good renters in there, then no matter what, time is on your side. All right, thank you for joining me here on Just Start Real Estate. My name is Mike Simmons. I am your host. And if you've never been here before, welcome to the show. If you've been here before, if you're a listener of the show, welcome back. I truly appreciate you being here and listening to the show. Today, we have a really special guest on the show. I'm excited to have him. His name is Ryan Moran. He's an entrepreneur, a speaker, a podcaster, and a real estate investor. And I can tell you, this interview is really interesting. He has a whole new approach to real estate and a take on it that I'm really not familiar with. I've not heard it before exactly the way he's doing it. So I'm excited to bring you that. But before I do, I just want to remind you about the Fail Fast Flipping program that me and my buddy Justin Williams is involved in. Justin's over there at House Flipping HQ and he has put together a program and I have gotten involved in this thing and I can tell you what, it is the most incredible real estate program I have ever seen on the market. It is amazing, guys. When he asked me to be a part of it, it, it took me a few minutes to, to decide if I wanted to kind of get involved in somebody else's project that they already started, but he, you know, he wanted me to come in and be a big part of it. So you know what I said? As long as I can be a real part of this and I'm not really just promoting somebody else's program, I would be willing to do it. But I want to look at it first. So I did. I took a look. He pulled back the court curtains and I took a look inside of this program and what he had planned. And I can tell you it blew me away. I've never seen anything like it. I highly recommend you go and check it out. Go through my link, if you would, at uh, juststartrealestate.com on the right-hand side. There's a link where you can click for the Fail Fast Flipping Program, and you can get all the information there. Or you can go to failfastflipping.com forward slash just start, and you can take advantage of the discount that's being offered to my students. Now, if you're listening to this after the discount is in effect, in other words, if you're listening to this when it's full price, I would still appreciate you going through my link. It helps. It helps Justin know that my audience is supporting the program, and I really would appreciate it. It is an affiliate link, so I do want full disclosure. It's an affiliate link, but I like him to know where these guys are coming from, where you know the students are coming from, and if they're coming from my audience, I want to represent, and when you get into the program, just make sure you let people know, hey, I came from Just Our Real Estate with Mike Simmons, and it'll kind of give everyone an idea where we all have come from. So the program is just kicked off. Uh, as the airing of this podcast, uh, when it airs, it'll be um, on, uh, on a Monday, and it will have kicked off the Monday prior. So it's been going on for one week already. No big deal. You can still sign up, get in there, and get started. There is some really really, really, really incredible material, and I know you will absolutely get more than your money's worth if you get in and get involved. So again, it's called Fail Fast Flipping. You can go to my website, juststartrealestate.com, click on the link on the right-hand side for Fail Fast Flipping, and get involved today. Okay, guys, let's dive into the show. 
Okay, thank you for joining me here on Just Start Real Estate. I am really excited today. I have a guest on that I'm, I'm really thrilled to, to interview, and it's gonna be a little bit of a different interview. He is an incredibly successful business person, but his main business is not real estate, though he does, he does invest in real estate, and we're gonna get into it and find out exactly how he runs his business. So I have on with me today on the show, Ryan Daniel Morin. He is the author of The Freedom Manifesto, How to Make a Million Dollars, Travel the World, and Live the Life of Your Dreams. He's one of the most sought-after speakers and thought leaders on lifestyle freedom in the world. He specializes in creating extremely profitable cash flow streams and businesses without compromising lifestyle. Ryan is passionate about inspiring, educating, and empowering people to live extraordinary lives, and he believes that anyone can live the life of their dreams as long as they take responsibility for their results and take consistent action toward getting what they want. When Ryan isn't inspiring his listeners and readers, you'll find him at an improv show, a Cleveland Indians game, or traveling the world. Ryan, welcome to the show, man. I appreciate you being on. Well, Mike, it was a sacrifice since you're a Detroit Tigers fan. <laughs> I know. We talked about that before we went on the air here. I'm a Detroit Tigers fan. He's a Cleveland Indians fan. We've agreed to bury the hatchet, no pun intended, and uh, and try to forge through the interview and see how we do. I did not make that agreement, so I'm going <laughs> to... You're going to be just completely unruly the whole time, aren't you? I'm going to give the worst investment advice ever. That's what <laughs> I'm gonna do. All right. This will be a roadmap of what not to do. Everyone's been warned. <laughs> Okay, really, before we get started here too deep, and like I said, this is a little bit different. I know, um, you know, you're definitely well known, you're definitely out there, but it's not necessarily for real estate, right? I mean, that's not really the thing that you spend your days talking about. Is that is that true? Well, yeah, I mean, that's true. It's, it's funny. Welcome to the podcast. Let's talk to somebody who doesn't do what we talk about. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I am a real estate investor, but but I do that as an investor. I, I don't do that as my business. I think there's a, a very distinct difference that needs to be made that people often will use the same term. They'll say investing, but they really mean one of two things. They mean either having a cash flow business or they mean investing. And the difference is cash flow is what you live off of today and investing is what you hope to live off of tomorrow exactly. or what grows into something later. And they're, they're to totally different strategies. And that kept me kind of on the fence for a long time. And I'm sure there's people who listen to your podcast and have, have read your materials and they're like, Mike, yeah, I don't know if I should wholesale or if I should do rent to own or if I should flip or what the heck I should do. And what was really helpful for me was realizing that there, there's two different things. There's cash flow and then there's investing and they're very different. I get my cash flow from a different source. I do a different type of real estate, which is what I call internet real estate. I build websites and I, I monetize them and I build audiences and it's it's digital real estate. I've flipped websites before. It's it's similar but different business. But I take those profits and I invest those. And I invest those into single family houses for the most part, which most people who listen to this know that strategy. But I just come from it from the angle of I'm investing. I'm not in real estate as my cash flow business. I'm an investor for the long term. Yeah. Does yeah. that difference make sense? Yeah, it makes it makes total sense. And you're right. I think you know, a lot of my audience completely understands what you're saying. And that's why, you know, we, we you joked, you know, welcome to the show. This is someone who doesn't do what we talk <laughs> about, but you do. You just do it in a way that maybe not, you know, my audience doesn't necessarily think about all the time. But that's exactly why I want you here, because you're you're extremely successful, right? But 
that success wasn't necessarily built on real estate. It's just real estate is part of your portfolio. It's part of what you do. It's part of your investing strategy. But it's but you're incredibly successful in another realm, but you're still doing real estate. And I think that's really cool because you know, maybe everyone doesn't have your level of success, but there are people out there that have money to invest and they don't know what to do with it. They don't they don't really want to do real estate full time, right? They don't want to be an active real estate investor, but they know that real estate is going to be a really powerful way for them to build their their worth and their net worth, not their worth, but their net worth. And and I think that interviewing you and talking about how you're doing this and why you do it the way you do it and what your strategy is is going to be incredibly eye-opening to a segment of my audience that isn't always served with the normal guest who's on, who's gung-ho, I'm out there in the trenches, I'm looking at houses, and I'm buying houses, I'm flipping houses. This is a different kind of an interview, and I'm, I'm really glad that I was able to do this. But before we get too deep into that, if you don't mind, can we take a step back? Tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Sure. Uh, my name is Ryan Daniel Moran. I'm currently, at the time of this interview, 26 years old. Uh, my businesses are all online. I have uh, a couple million dollar internet businesses. Have a men right now. My main focus is a men's health and fitness company. For the last for those seven years before I started that company, I was mostly in digital publishing, which means I make digital products online, like how-to courses, mostly on entrepreneurship. And I would I would sell those and I build up an audience and sell things to those those audiences. I decided that I didn't want to do that anymore about a year and a half ago and I switched over into what I consider more real businesses, businesses that don't have my name and face plastered all over them like I'm some sort of expert. Uh, so I have a men's health and fitness company, I have a supplement company and I have a yoga products company, all of which are, are, are mostly driven on Amazon.com which is the channel that we decided to market all of our products on and then I take the profits that I make in business and I put them into stocks and real estate, mostly real estate, some stocks. And my my goal is to have my life paid for without me having to go to work. Now I'll probably still go to work, but but I I could if everything went to hell, I could still do okay on the rental income that I have and the dividend stock that I come in. I believe very strongly in Robert Kiyosaki's philosophy, which is that if you want to be wealthy, spend your life acquiring cash producing assets. And that has become my Bible verse. So I have spent my life acquiring those cash-producing assets so that they're continuing to make money whether I'm there or not. And that's what I call lifestyle design. Lifestyle design is having the ability to create the exact type of lifestyle that you want and have the cash flow in order to support that lifestyle. And that's the kind of stuff that we talk about. We talk about how to create that, how to decide that, and I design the lifestyle and design the income that comes with it, and I talk about that at my blog at freedomfastlane.com. Okay, fantastic. Now, before I, I want to dive into the real estate, but I am compelled to go back one step because okay. I'm, very, I'm very intrigued and I'm very impressed uh, that you're 26 years old and you've gotten to this point that you're at, a very, very, very financially successful career. Can you tell me how did you get into online marketing? How did you get into that world selling digital products? Like what was your gateway to that? What what drove that? Sure. When I was 18 years old, I was on my way to college and most of my friends were taking their graduation money and they were doing things like buying books and buying guitar amps and using it for moving expenses and stuff and I said, "You know, 
I, re I really want to be a real estate investor. I wonder if I could start a business that could fund my real estate ventures. That was my thought process. I was like, with this thousand bucks that I just got for graduation, thanks, Grandma and Grandpa, can I can I make it into something that's more than a thousand dollars, and I could use that as seed money to to invest in some real estate. So this is my thinking as an eighteen year old. And a year later, I had a hundred thousand dollar a year business on the internet. And the way that I did that was I was just I was just building websites like blogs, and I figured out how to get them to rank in Google, and then I would sell products from those websites and since I was getting traffic from Google I was making money traffic was coming in whether I was at class or doing whatever and then I would profit from the sales that came in and so I instead of going out and partying on Friday nights I was usually building and working on my websites and then I got kind of known for doing this and people kept asking me to teach them so I put together some training courses and I never wanted to be one of those make money online guys, but since people kept asking me to teach this stuff, I, I did it more and more until finally I was like, I can't talk about making money online one more second, and so I retired <laughs> from that business, and a year and a half ago, I was like, I, I don't want to talk about this anymore, so I stopped, and I shut down that business, and uh, now I, I just have the companies that I run, and since I can't help but you know talk into a microphone, because I love listening to the sound of my own voice, and now... <laughs> give away all my secrets for free on my podcast and my blog. And I don't have anything for sale right now. I just still talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Typical uh, Cleveland Indians uh, fan <laughs> wants to hear his own voice. I get it. No, it's fine. I understand. <laughs> so it's interesting. Actually, I didn't, I didn't realize that you, you started this whole online thing and marketing and, and making money online as a vehicle to invest in real estate. That was yeah. kind of always the plan. Yeah. So in high school, I was that nerd who instead of going out, I never got invited to anything, Mike. So not like I had any and any social life, but I would just read stock on real estate books. Uh, that, that was my ideal wow. Friday night. Is I would I was I, I would read real estate books. So I l always loved the idea of real estate investing. But to be honest with you, I, I think I fell into that trap that a lot of investors fall into, which is I knew all these different ways, and I went to all the seminars, and I read all the books, and I heard all these different ways that you could make money in real estate and I never took any action and I I was always afraid of the loss that would come as a result and I worked at real estate companies in high school I beat down their door until they hired me I figured out how to do short sales and I figured out how to do wholesales and all this stuff but I, I never did a deal myself until I was successful in business just because I, I wasn't comfortable doing it and I think a lot of that came down to just being lost in the confusion of Everybody's saying that a different way was right, and I know people get that. There is no right or wrong way to do it. It's just what do you want? And I never got clear on that until I started my internet businesses, and that's what I got really good at doing. So that's now where I generate my cash, but I invest into real estate. Gotcha. Okay, so I do want to dive into this because I am just fascinated. Some people spend their you know all day long every day, all week, all month, and they're focused on real estate and they can't make it work. They can't find properties. They can't figure out how to evaluate properties. They can't seem to make money in this business. You're sort of doing it like, you know, in your spare time kind of a thing. I'm very curious. First of all, how do you how do you find the properties? I, I assume you have someone who works with you that is helping you run that end of it, but maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe you're doing it all. How are you finding properties? To, like, so, Okay, so say you have this amount of money that comes in, whatever, and you want to buy another couple of single-family properties. How, what do you do? Do you go to someone and say, hey, find me some properties that, that qualify for what I want to do, or do you actually go out there and look yourself for the properties or get online? How do you do that? 
And I'm so embarrassed to answer this question because I I just have the simplest answer for this. Good. Because because I had all the courses on how to how to find motivated sellers and how to cold call everybody until you're blue in the face. And I have friends today who, you know, I, I have a friend here, I currently live in Austin, Texas, and I have a friend who is a full-time wholesaler. It's all he does is wholesales properties. And so he scoops up all of these properties and flips them and he, he does good money and to be honest with you, Mike, I just don't have time for that. Like, I, I, my businesses are elsewhere. I don't have time to find motivated sellers. So I find my deals through the one realtor that I trust who knows what I'm looking for. And about once a month, I get an itch to buy a house and I go on, on, oh, on the MLS and I look for what's for sale and I run them by my realtor and get his, he goes and looks at them for me. And sometimes he gets deals from his pipeline and sends them to me. And I think one of the mistakes that people make in real estate is they get too anxious to make a deal rather than planting seeds and waiting for the deals to come to them. Sure. Whether they're doing direct mail or they're cold calling or they're shopping in the newspaper, if they even newspapers even exist anymore, I don't know. <laughs> or, if or if they're working with realtors or what, there's a temptation of I want to do a deal, so I got to hop in now. I I learned that lesson and and now I, I think it's better to just what analyze what your goals are and what strategy you're following to match what lifestyle you're trying to create for yourself and then the, wait for the deals to come to you. So I went through a period of like eight months where I didn't have a deal and then this month I had three pop up in the same week and I, I jumped on two of them right away. So that that happens often is there'll be a dry spell for a while and then deals just pop up. And if you're if you're a flipper or you're wholesaling, you might have to be more active in in your research. But since I'm an investor, I'm okay holding my cash on the sidelines until the right deal presents itself. And the deal of a lifetime comes up every six months. You know, they're they're always there. There's never a shortage of them. It's just a matter of finding the one that fits with the goals that you're trying to set for yourself. Absolutely. Now, you say you go through one realtor that you trust. He knows what you want. Can you give us an idea of the criteria that you gave this realtor and said, if it meets this criteria, then I'm, I'm, you know I'm interested. This is what I'm looking for. How do you, how do you sift and sort? How does he sift and sort for you or, I, or she? I, yeah, I, I stole my criteria straight from Gary Keller. And Gary Keller's is 20% below market, and it will profit 20%. You put 20% down. Uh, confession, I skipped the 20% down. I, I usually just buy in cash. Uh, but I look for just 20% off market. And um, that, that's really the, the what I'm looking for. And I'm looking for them to cash flow right away. They'll cash flow 20% right away okay. um, on the total amount that I'm putting in. My criteria, I do rentals that hasn't been established yet. My, my criteria is this. I, and I learned this when I was like 17 or 18 years old from my from one of my uncles who who said to me, you know, what I'm looking for a good investment. I just look for one percent a month. And he was actually referencing uh, he, he he traded options on the stock market. That's what he was referencing. But I always remembered that rule of thumb. And so I actually look for I want to profit one percent a month on my total investment. So if I go in and I buy a house for $100,000 cash and then I put 10% I'm sorry, $10,000 into it so I'm in for uh what is that? $110,000 and I want to be profiting $1,100 a month. 
on that investment, profiting after taxes and insurance and everything. That sounds high to some people, but I find it. And since I invest in Northeast Ohio, the deals are are fairly you know inexpensive. My last house that I closed on was fifty thousand dollars. It needs about ten thousand dollars in work, so I need to profit six hundred dollars a month from that in order to meet my criteria. So after taxes, after insurance, I want to be profiting that six hundred dollars. This still works if you throw in a mortgage, if you put that twenty percent down or whatever it is. You just factor in, okay, now I put in $20,000, I put in 20% down, I'm going to put $10,000 into the property, so I'm in for $30,000, so I want to profit $300 a month on this investment. So those are my two rules of thumb. I want 20% off market, which I, I usually just use Zillow, to be honest with you, and I look at what's sold around it, okay. and, then, and then I look for 1% per month on my rentals. And if they meet those two criteria, I'm in and I'm happy. Okay, good. That's fair. That's that's good to know actually. It's very interesting cuz that's a little different than what I hear other, you know, other investors doing, but it makes total sense. I love it. I was writing that down uh, furiously as you were talking, but yeah, I like that. 1% per month. Yeah, it actually works out. And it is it is a good that's a good profit margin, right? That's not low. It's it's fairly aggressive, but it's doable like you said. Well, it's great for an investor. It, it's not so great for somebody who's out there speculating. And I, I would actually sure. love to hear what you say that most people say are is, is their criteria. But I'm I'm not in this business to make thirty thousand dollars a flip. I, I'm even happy if a wholesaler makes thirty thousand dollars on a deal he brings to me, as long as my numbers make sense. And that just comes down to getting really clear on on what are you in this business for. Yeah. If you're if you're in it for the big flip and you want to do that once a month and that's what your business is, great. That's your business and your cash flow. Don't kid yourself though. You're not investing. If you want to be investing for wealth, that's a completely different strategy. Absolutely. Now, who do you use? I assume you have a, a property management company. You're not yeah. you're not calling uh, the renters monthly to get their rent. So right. you, you you just use is it like a national person or somebody local that you know? Yeah, I use somebody local that I know. Okay. It's, it's just a, a small group of individuals who love real estate. They're, uh, they're realtors as well as managers, and they also do fix-up. So I just go to them. I tell them, hey, I bought this house. Can you go in there and tell me the repairs that need to be made? They get their inspector over there. They give me an estimate. All I do, all I do Mike, is write checks. I mean, they, they make the decisions. They run them by me for approval. I write the checks. They get the renter in there. And then we move on to the next deal. Gotcha. That was my next question. I was con I was uh, curious how you did the rehab and who oversees that. So that same group, the, the property managers, handle all that for you. They, they basically uh, create a turnkey investment property for you. I mean, you buy it, but then they go in and do everything necessary, get the renters in there, and then you're just collecting cash flow at that point. Yeah, I find it and I buy sure. it and then I'm writing checks. I mean, again, this is my strategy. I want to be out of it as much as possible. Like I, I'm an investor, not a landlord. Right. So I want to I be out of this process as much as humanly possible. Please send me pictures so that I can post them on Facebook and look cool later <laughs> if I bought a house. But yeah. I don't, I don't want to be in there making carpet decisions. Yeah. I don't want to be rehabbing. Please let 
I will break it if I touch it, so please don't let me touch it. <laughs> that's great. You know what? Really, that's I, I try to tell people, maybe not the new investors, because it's sometimes you have to get out there a little bit in the trenches to learn what you're talking about. But at some point, if you want to make this a business, you have to run it like a business. And you know, businessmen don't you know open at the mail at their company every day. You know, they don't run around you know filling up the coffee pots. I mean, at some point, you have to hire people to do certain things so your business can run without you having to be completely involved, especially if it's not your core business, if it's not your main business. So, I mean, basically you've created systems that allow you to be hands-off on your investment. And I love that. I think that that's incredibly valuable for anyone who wants to do this business. You really should look to look at, you know, trying to replace yourself in what you do and take a step back. So you're kind of steering the company and not, you know, peddling your, your, your butt off every day. So I, I love yeah. that. And the people around me appreciate that approach. Like my realtor does his job and he knows he's got to do a little extra legwork for me because sometimes since I'm in, I live in Texas but I'm from Ohio and I invest in Ohio, he'll go into the houses and he'll record a video of him walking through it and just commentating on everything for me. And he knows that he's probably going to have to look at a few for me but I'm going to buy more houses from him too and I'm going to pay cash and I'm going to go in quickly and close on things quickly once a good deal comes along. And he loves that approach. It's long-term business for him. And my property managers love it because I'm not in their hair telling them what to do. And they get to make decisions. And I try to be relatively an easy client because it makes all of our lives easier. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you have, um, do you give people power of attorney? Are there people signing documents on your behalf? Or do these all get faxed to you back and forth and you've got to sign, sign paperwork? I use DotLoop and HelloSign. They're two applications that plug into Gmail that allow me to sign digitally. Yep. So I would die if I didn't have HelloSign. Like printing everything and scanning everything, I would I would just rather shoot myself in the foot. <laughs> so I, I, I use HelloSign and yeah. digitally sign everything. Okay, perfect. That makes that makes sense. I, I was glad you said that. I do use HelloSign as well, and I know it's I'm seeing it out there more and more and more. You know, yeah. people are using it. So, yep, it's great. So, can you tell me if you don't mind my asking? And it sounds like you're you're pretty open book here. How many properties do you have at this point? That I would actually prefer not to say. Okay, all right, that's fine. So. This is. Are you going in the same city with these properties, or are they scattered all over? Like you said, northeast Ohio, is that like the region, or are you into like a couple of neighborhoods or one city that you focus on? I I tend to focus in in the certain areas. I will invest in anything in the Cleveland or Akron areas in Ohio, and and this sometimes I fall into indecision traps where I'm like, ah, do I want to invest here or here or here or here? I finally just made the decision where I'm just going to invest in Ohio because it's it's where I grew up and it's where I, I know the market the best. You know, here in Austin, things are exploding and people are making gobs and gobs of money here in real estate because things are speculating or things are appreciating so ridiculously fast. And it's it's tempting to go after that. But I have to remember that's that's not the business that I'm in. You know, I make gobs and gobs of money selling stuff on Amazon, and most real estate investors know nothing about that, and that's cool. So I, my strategy is to invest in long-term, slowly appreciating assets they are going to pay me monthly checks. And so yeah. I get that in Northeast Ohio, in the Cleveland, Akron area, but it does tend to fall in the same areas most of the time just because that's where the deals are or those where the up-and-coming areas are. I, I try to find something that is going I'm going to be proud to own 10 years from now in an area that's going to be on the up and up 10 years from now and that has still paid me a check those in every month for those 10 years. 
Okay. Yeah, that makes. I mean, that makes sense. Obviously, that's where you grew up, and like you said, it. And I know a lot of times when you start buying houses, they do tend to be in the same area. So that makes total sense to me. Now, yeah. in the were you were you purchasing properties post two thousand or I'm sorry, pre two thousand and eight before that all kind of crashed? I was not. Okay. Um, I think my first deal wasn't until I was twenty two, which would have been like two thousand ten. Okay. Okay, so you didn't get burned by that. You didn't have a bunch of properties that were completely underwater in 2009 or something. I didn't, but I mean, to be honest with you, you know, there's, if you're an investor, then you're in something for the long haul. And one thing that I like to tell people in business, but it, it, it pertains to investing as well, is the longer vision of success that you have, the more successful you will be. Meaning, if you can look further into the future, you will be that much successful. I mean, if we look at the stock market, for example, and people say, oh, did you get burned in, in 2007, 2008? Everyone's like, yeah, I lost so much money. Well, if we have a longer term view and we say, you know, were you in the market in 2000? Were you in the market in 1990? And are you still in those same investments? Have you made or lost money? Well, you've made a ton of money from 1990 and until now, relatively speaking. Right. Right. The same exists in, in real estate. You know, If you have a long-term vision of success and you buy right and you get good renters in there, then you, no matter what, time is on your side. It, I don't know if you've ever read the book The Slight Edge. It's one of the best books I've ever, re- I've ever read. I have not, but I will, I will link to it in the show notes. Do you know who wrote it by chance? Uh, Jeff Olson. Okay. So best book I've read in years. And he, he uses the quote that time will either promote you or expose you. It's the great equalizer. And, and that's the case. If, if you have a longer term vision of success, you will be more successful rather than the person who's like, ah, I could have sold that house at this year and made $10,000 more, or I should have bought this house at this time. No, there's always opportunity happening all the time. And time can either promote you or expose you. It's just a matter of how long term is your success. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's a good way of looking at it too. Actually, I like that. So, when you talk about long term, what what are your long term goals when as it pertains to real estate? Is it to continue with the single family houses? Do you want to get a lot more? Are you are you getting to a number that you're comfortable with? How how do you determine you know what your goals are there? Yeah. I, again, my passion is lifestyle design, so I'm all about passive cash flow that I don't have to work for. So right now I'm very comfortable buying as many single family houses as I can handle and getting them rented and and having that income come in. And beyond that, I, you know, I have the temptation of I I love the idea of going uh, of going commercial and having 50 unit apartment buildings. That's that's my next frontier. But again, I'm I'm not a full time real estate investor. It's not what I do with my time. So I will get there. That's my next frontier. But it's not what I'm doing right now. And rather than not investing at all and learning something new, I continue to invest in what I know and what I'm good at. And then when those opportunities come along, and they will, and when I want to put serious time and resources towards them, I'll dedicate them there. And then we'll focus on that. But right now, I'm very comfortable doing the single family houses thing and having that passive cash flow and building that. And if my goals change later, then we adjust it. And we adjust to that new frontier when it presents itself. Awesome. That was the next question I was going to ask you. Multifamily apartment building. So that is something that's in your on your radar, possibly down the road, like you said. When and if the opportunity presents itself, when and if it makes sense, that's something that you're interested in, in potentially doing. 
Yeah, again, it all comes down to what your goals are, and mine is passive cash flow. So yep. does does multifamily and, and commercial properties allow for that passive cash flow? The answer is yes. I just don't know it yet, sure. and, and that will happen. It's just not today. So are there other ways for me to get that passive cash flow? Yeah, 100%. So again, I, I know I'm kind of beating a dead horse, but what really kept me on the sidelines in real estate was the fact that I, I didn't feel like I had the right strategy. I didn't know what the right thing to do was. But really, at that time, I didn't know what my goals were. So if you know what your goals are, it's easy to create a strategy. And you don't have to get everything right as long as you're moving forward toward the goals that you have. Yeah, and I love that message. You're you're 100% right. You don't have to get everything right, but the idea is to do something. Get get going in a direction. I think that activity is a big indicator of success. I I really yeah. do. And uh people make mistakes. And honestly, you know, the more successful people you find will tell you I've made a million mistakes. Probably more mistakes than I've done things right, but I keep working at it. I keep going for it. And that's why they become successful. So that's a great message. I, I love that message. Now, again, I don't want to I don't want to bait you into um, into into repeating yourself. But I'm curious, just as an investor myself, you're, you're acquiring these single family houses. And I know you're talking about maybe multifamily down the road, possibly, but the end 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 game, right? The 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 Ryan who is, you know, 60 years old, liquidation, continue, just ride it out, let him go until you say off in the sunset, or at some point, are you going to liquidate all of these? What's the end end goal? My end end goal in real estate is to hold them until my passing breath okay. And, okay. and keep that cash flow. So, so again, my exit strategy in business is different. I want to sell my companies and buy the Cleveland Indians with <laughs> my real estate and then, and then beat up the Tigers really bad. Yeah, well, good luck this year. Where are they even at in the standings? There, we're 500 exactly as, right. of, as of today. We're recording this during the All-Star break. So we're yep. five, we're seven and a half behind the evil Detroit Tigers. <laughs> but uh, my, my end game in business, I want to sell those and buy the Cleveland Indians. But I invest for different reasons. I invest for the cash flow. I, yeah, I want them to appreciate. But if they don't appreciate, I don't really care all that much. I want them to be paying me cash. Is this the same with yeah. stock market. You know, I don't really care if my stocks go down because if they go down, I get to buy more, which means the dividend the dividend yield is higher. So I don't really care what the market does as long as I keep getting my dividend, which, by the way, leads me to the point. The other way that I invest in real estate is I buy lots and lots of real estate investment trusts. Now, I don't know if you get talk about that often, but real estate investment trusts have dividends between 10 and 15%. They're appreciating assets. And you don't even have to buy a house. You're just buying a share in a publicly traded company. And I'm, I buy lots and lots of real estate investment trusts. Interesting. We don't talk a lot about that. Part of it is because I know nothing about it, and I don't have any guests on that have mentioned that they do that. So that is, that's interesting. I really don't have much to say on that topic, unfortunately, because I don't really know much about it. But Well, can I take two minutes? Then? Yeah, definitely. Please. I would love All it. All right. Cool. So again, I love cash flow. I'm all about cash flow. I, I like to say that cash doesn't make you free. Cash flow makes you free. So I'm after everything that will give me passive cash flow. And one of those things is real estate investment trusts. And I discovered these when I was just looking for stock tickers that had high dividend yields. And the highest ones were always these real estate investment trusts. And real estate investment trusts are just publicly traded companies that invest in commercial real estate. So they might own mortgages or they might own apartment buildings or they might own nursing homes. 
and each one is going to be different. What, what is unique about real estate investment trusts is they're taxed differently because they are forced as an investment trust to pay out 80% of their profits as dividends. So when this company makes a dividend, they're, or when they're making a profit, they don't keep it. They have to pay it out as dividends. So you actually get a share in the profits of what's being made in real estate investing without having to own the underlying asset. You just own part of the company, which is publicly traded. My favorite one is the ticker AGNC. They own, uh, they own multifamilies and apartment buildings, and their dividend right now is like 11.8%. And the only downside to real estate investment trusts is that the dividend the dividends that you get are taxed as regular income rather than capital gains or as investment income. So the taxes are, are your normal income, but you still get it can appreciate like a normal stock and like a normal uh, investment property. Your cash flow is great. I mean, look, I, I go for 1% a month in a, in a house in a real estate investment trust. It could be 10, 11%, which is close, and I didn't have to do a darn thing. Yeah. And the thing trades for 24 bucks right now. So it cost me 24 bucks to get into the investment. So I, I actually invest all of my rental income that I get. I don't need the cash right now. I invest all of it into real estate investment trusts, another dividend paying stock. So that is REITs in two minutes. Gotcha. That is awesome. That is really that's really cool. I've never I've never heard anyone do it that way ever. So it's a great way to get in without having to like risk a lot or really get in at all. You still get all the benefits of real estate just without sure. hassle. Wow. That's incredibly powerful, like, especially for someone who maybe has a lot of money but zero time or or, or even zero right. interest of learning the real estate game in terms of going out and finding houses and valuing and all that kind of stuff, finding realtors, all that. So that's that's a, that's a great strategy that people could definitely look into if they're in that position. Yeah, and real estate investment trusts have gotten completely beat up in the last few years because they tend yeah. to go opposite of of um, of the stock market. So since the stock market's way up, REITs are fairly down right now because they're they're income stocks. So I'm buying as many of them as I can right now because. They're they're just they're just absolutely beat up. I think they're going to recover, and even if they don't, their dividend yields are astronomical. So I'll take as many as I can get. There you go. Tip of the day. I like that. So all right, let's talk a little bit about uh, your website. And I'm on it right now. The Freedom Fast Lane. This is a really cool website. First of all, it's it's really well laid out. And and I'm I'm a real estate guy, but I really appreciate websites that are easy to navigate and easy to look at. And, and this is, this really is, and there's just a lot of, you know, there's still a lot of crappy websites out there, unfortunately, but this is a nice one. Um, I'm going through and looking, I was looking at your podcast. Obviously I, I, you know, I'm a podcast guy. So are you, I was interested in that your income reports, which is, you know, very cool. I know a few other people who do that in the marketing space, but I, I think that's really inspiring. And I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, that's one of your more uh, visited links. Uh, it tends to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. People are really interested in that. I, I think that's very cool. That transparency is really, it's interesting and it's and it's really educational to kind of see where where it's all coming from and how you're doing it. And it, it's really a cool thing that you do. And then your free resources, obviously, which are awesome. And then uh, all the way to the book, which I, I went to Amazon and, and checked that out. And I'm gonna, definitely going to get that because I was reading, uh, you know, they give you a little bit you can look at for free. And uh, 
the Kindle price is two ninety nine. So if I can't afford two ninety nine to 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 read this book, I really I, I really want to go back and look at my uh, my uh, commitment to success here. So <laughs> I'm definitely going to check it out. I highly recommend that my audience go to Amazon. The Freedom Manifesto: How to Make a Million Dollars, Travel the World, and Live the Life of Your Dreams. Very cool. Looks like a great book. I'm going to get it. I recommend everyone else does. Now, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, I assume going to the website is the best way to do that. Freedom Fastlane and on iTunes under Freedom Fastlane. Yep. Love it. Love it. Ryan, I appreciate you being on. You've, you've been a lot of fun to talk to. Very different kind of guest, but really cool advice, really cool perspective on the industry that I don't get a lot. And, and I think it's going to be extremely interesting for people to listen to. So thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Is there anything else you have going on that you'd like to talk about before we go, though? Anything else that's, that people should know about? They should know that the Cleveland Indians are going to take <laughs> over the AL Central and defeat the evil Detroit Tigers. That's this is all going to be edited out. Don't worry about it. Nobody's <laughs> ever going to hear that. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> so much for having me on. I had such a great time. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Thanks again. Okay, guys, until tomorrow, if flipping houses and real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start. <laughs>